0: Hello, my friends, Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Iron Gate Global headquarters. Joined by Brian Hunsaker. Brett, how are you doing, man? Oh, living the dream, brother, and Spencer Nelson. Good morning, Brett. Top of the morning to you, Spencer. We've got a great topic for you today, my friends, and one that will hopefully help in the coming year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And what am I referring to? I'm referring to the fact that since 1980, the market on average is down from the previous market high 13.8% yearly on average. So you can expect in any given year that the market from whatever high it's at will go down 13.8% return.
1: We just hit a high, like today or yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Th- very likely that we'll have a 13 or 14% decline from this, the current high. Now, I don't know if this is that. Maybe it's that the, uh, the next high is 5 or 10% higher from here, and then it goes down 13 or 14% from there. But at some point, we'll, we'll probably have a, a market correction.
0: Yep, 13.8% in an election year. Probably going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't put money on the fact. It's going to happen, but it happens on average
1: every year, so you can assume that it will happen. I'll put money on, money on it, that it will happen. Now, the timing of it, I would not. That's the problem. Wow. Some money
2: on that. Well, huh? yeah. Brian just made things interesting, folks. <laughs> he did. I'll put a bag of Scandinavian swimmers on that. Trader Joe's. <laughs> Got to love it.
0: Got to love it. All right. So why do we bring that up? Well, we bring that up because... For two reasons. One, just so that everybody knows, expect the market to go down a decent amount at some point this year. It happens every year. Number two, it's because when that occurs, the psychology of investors gets in the way. So what do I mean by that? In a study done by, it's a famous study done by a group called Dalbar. They look at individual investors who manage their own money over a 20-year time frame. And they look at the returns of that average investor compared to the S&P 500 and other asset classes. And over that time frame, and the time frame I'm looking at right now is 1998 through 2018. In that time frame, the S&P 500 averaged 5.6% per year. But the average investor, Brian, how much did the average investor average in that same time frame?
1: Those people that were managing their own money. When I look at this number, I, I, I say that can't be right. It, there's no way it's that bad. It's, but the number is 1.9% annually uh, is the average investor return, which is crazy to me.
0: It's crazy, but I will tell you, after teaching thousands and thousands of people during a 10-year span, uh, teaching individual investors
2: managing their own money, I totally believe this. And why? Why does that happen? Yeah, it actually doesn't surprise me very much. And I think the why, there's probably a few, Um, but I think the biggest thing is emotion, um, you've talked a lot about it before, Brett, but there is an emotional um, attachment we have to our money, our own money. And uh, as investment advisors and portfolio managers, you honestly have to turn your emotion off. And you can't completely, but you can't act on your emotion at all. You have to follow the process. And the challenge is for most individual retail investors, they don't have a process. They don't have the time, the interest, the energy, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, to devote to having a process. And in that situation, well, then gut, emotion, all of those things come into play. And you know as well as I do, if you are an emotional trader in the market, you are going to lose. I mean, Mr. Market is going to take advantage of you every single time. So during that 10 years of teaching people investor education,
0: managing their own money, we taught them processes that you're talking about. And they're smart enough to do it. The problem is the pain of losing a dollar. uh, It's in the fight or flight area of the brain, Mm -hmm. which means you're fighting for life. Mm -hmm. It's the same part of the brain that, that deals with losing money. That's why people sell when the market's down at the absolute worst time so it's people are smart enough to do it but people aren't hardwired in their brain to be able to deal with that emotion you're 100% correct Spencer so why do I bring that up why do I bring up a 1.9% return which sucks compared to a 5.6% return I mean
2: doesn't it it does. Okay. Yeah. You could have just put it in a CD. If you were going to go get that 1.9%, you could have put it in a CD and got
1: a better return for 20 years. You could have bought relatively conservative bonds and got 4.5% a year over that time frame. Much better than, and just held it, and and, and you would have done a much better than the average investor.
2: And, yep. and that 1.9%, one other thing to make note of is that's not taking account into inflation. So, really, those guys over that time period were losing money. Inflation over that same time period was just over 2%. So, purchasing power, they actually lost money with that gain. Yep. But they had a
0: whole lot of losses to write off on their taxes because they sold at the wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) There's some benefits. All right. So, why do I bring that up? Well, we bring that up for a couple reasons, right? Number one, expect that 13.8% drawdown at some time this year. But also, what if the market is down more than 13.8%? Meaning, what if it's down 20 plus percent? That in, anytime the market's down 20%, that's called a bear market. And I want to talk a little bit about bear markets. Brian, you have the history of bear markets in front of you. Mm -hmm. How many bear markets have we had since
1: World War II? Over the last 74 years, we've had 15 bear markets. So 15 bear markets Mm -hmm. since
0: 1946. And the average drawdown from high to low during those bear markets on average is what? 30%. Approximately 30%. So 30%. On average, every one, every five years, you can expect a 30% drawdown. And typically, those bear markets coincide with recessions. Yep. So we've had since... The year 2000, we've had four
2: bear markets. And two of those, Brett, are the worst bear markets in that 74-year career. In the year 2000, when the dot-com bubble burst, down 49%. 07, 08, the Great Recession, down 57%. So when we talk about bear markets, I think a lot of adults today think catastrophic because they lived through the two worst ones in the last 74 years. But if you look across the board at the average, like you said, 20, 30 percent. But when we talk bear market right now, everyone's panicking because they're worried the stock market's going to get cut in half. So
0: to your point, the two of the worst bear markets we've had are fresh on people's minds.
2: That's called recency bias. How does it impact investors?
1: I think there's an expectation that uh, the next one is going to be like what we had in '08 or in 2002, that 2000 2002 period where we had these huge market corrections, and I don't know that that's a realistic expectation. In fact, I think that's unrealistic to, to expect that we're going to be down 50 to 60 percent. Uh, that's not a typical. Correction. That's not a typical bear market. Usually, a twenty to thirty percent correction is is what we're looking at and and should expect. But occasionally, we will get those those big uh, corrections. What causes that is when things get really out of balance, really out of balance. Um, I would say that I went through both of those bear markets uh, working in this industry, with this company, Iron Gate. with, With with Iron Gate, both of them. In fact, we just started Iron Gate. In two thousand, January first of well October of ninety nine, and uh, you know less than a year later, we went through you know really a difficult bear market, and then in uh, during the two thousand seven and two thousand eight, that next bear market went through that as well. I saw I did see uh, huge imbalances at those in various markets during those time period during that time period. I don't see that today. I know that's not the the topic of conversation today, but I, there are imbalances, but not like what we saw in '07 and '08 or in 2000.
2: I think also something to make note of is as you look at those returns. We talked about S and P 500 of over five percent, individual investors at one point nine percent, the all cap, our core portfolio here at Iron Gate. Net of fees is at 8.98%. That includes the last four bear markets. Those numbers. So people get really, really worried. And I understand that you're going you're to get cut by a third, uh, your value of your portfolio or any of those things. But if you look at it as a whole, even with those four bear markets, the S&P is giving you 5 plus percent. IronGate all-cap is giving you just under 9%, at 8.98%. Bear markets are normal experiences, and you can still have positive returns over the long run.
0: Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> so one thing about that is, and we're very proud of what Spencer just mentioned, by the way, with our all-cap, which is our core portfolio. Just know that past performance <laughs> does not <laughs> guarantee future <laughs> results. That's all. Absolutely. That's it does it. not guarantee any future. But here's, here's the interesting thing. When I say bear markets, people focus on 2000 and 2007 and 2008. They don't think of 2011 when the S&P downgraded U.S. debt, which caused a 20% sell-off, which was a bear market. They don't think about December of 2018 when the market was down 20% that doesn't come to people's mind but those were bear markets yeah so hey you've survived in the last year a bear market
1: you know what ha- didn't happen during those bear markets is we didn't have a recession it was just a market correction or you know market fear for, for various things going on in the world at that time we didn't have a recession we thought we could be in one we, right I mean in, but we didn't know at the end of 18 there were some really smart strategists saying we might be in a recession right now we don't know. And that's a whole nother conversation about, you know, the timing of recessions and when that happens. But exactly, people react and get nervous and get out of stocks.
0: Which causes the individual investor to underperform the S&P 500. 1.9% versus 5.6%. Or compared to the all cap or whatever you want to say. But here, so here's the, really the test for people whether they can be invested in the stock market or not. If you can't handle, to your point earlier, Spencer, if you can't handle being down, and I'm not saying losing, because you only lose when you sell. Mm-hmm. If you can't tolerate an account being down by 20 to 30% every five years, Which, Spencer, in the span, and you're a financial planner and you're phenomenal at it, but in the span of somebody's retirement, 30 years, let's say, that's six times that their account would go down by a third. If they can't tolerate
2: that, what should people do? Definitely not manage their own money. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's what it tells us right there. But that's we always say to our clients, volatility is the price you pay for returns. If you want to get market returns and grow your wealth, you have to be willing to pay the price, which is stomach some volatility. If you can't stomach that volatility, well, then you can't expect market returns. And there are less volatile, uh, lower yielding investments that obviously we could help them with. But we really encourage people to think long-term and focus on getting market returns because we believe that that's the best way to grow your wealth.
1: I would say in, in uh, the 2008 financial crisis, uh, going through that and looking at, you know, f- my thought process was, was never, I, I saw my, our investments go down and I never, I never really thought this was permanent loss of capital. I thought, hey, my investments are down, but two and three and four and five years from now, they're going to be much higher. That was, and, and I was right on that. You just have to, you know, be patient, stick with it. And if you have the right investments, that's the key. And that's part of our process is buying great businesses that have durability and surviving power. That is really the key to a successful long-term investment program. If you're buying something you don't understand that doesn't have a long-term competitive advantage and you pay too much for it, that's a recipe for losing your money, you know, losing your capital on a permanent basis. And that's exactly why we have our process, so that doesn't happen. So, in summary, my friends listening
0: to this podcast, expect eh, at least a 14% drawdown at some point this year. Probably going to happen. Brian's going to put some Scandinavian swimmers on it. (laughs) Uh, Even more so, expect one one every five years for your account to be down 20 to 30%. I mean, that's just on average what happens. Six times in the course of a retirement. If you can't tolerate that, then get on the horn and let's talk. Because there absolutely are some changes you'd have to, to make, including settling for smaller
1: returns. Yeah. This, uh, this past week, uh, I saw a very well-known uh, investor on CNBC. They're interviewing him and they're asking him. And the conversation was, you know, are you, are you in the market? You know, what do you do? He, he talked about being concerned about where the market is. In fact, it reminded him of 1999. Where the market is today reminded him of 1999. And, he, and they asked him, so what do you do with your money? And he said, well, you got to remember, I'm not an investor. I'm a trader. And I would say that most of the people you see on CNBC and the conversations there they're talking to traders. They're talking to people that are in and out of the market and probably getting that 1.9% return. I mean that's <laughs> that's what they're getting. They're probably getting that 1.9% return. The 2 and 20. Yeah. <laughs> Plus 2 and 20. They're really making money on on their fees. But you know the I think the conversation that you see on the financial news and the media is, is wrong. And unfortunately, I think it steers people in the wrong direction. They think about investments in the wrong way. And you really have to think about it. It's, it's kind of a commitment to own, to be, to own America, own great businesses, mm-hmm. own, a, own a slice of America, American businesses. And if you have that attitude, then I think you're thinking about it the right way, and I think your odds of success will improve.
0: So that the financial news media and what they say and what they put out contribute to the average investor getting 1.9%.
1: I absolutely do. 100% believe Yep,
0: absolutely. All right, my friends. Expect a fun year, huh? Did we just do gloom and doom?
2: 2020 is going to be a great year. I might go down fourteen percent at some point. Might go down more. Might not. I actually hope it does. Volatility. I want to trade options. Yeah, we. Dang it! Come on. We need some volatility <laughs> for options. But but overall, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Absolutely agree, Spencer. All
0: right, friend, my friends. Thank you for listening today. Until next time. Bye bye. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888